does does CRM stand for customer relationship management? Yeah, I was thinking uh, constant ridiculous meetings. Welcome to the Touchpoint Podcast, a podcast dedicated to in-depth topical discussions on hospital and health system digital marketing and digital patient experience strategies. I'm your host, Chris Boyer, and I'm joined by Reed Smith, and today we're going to be covering trends in technology, processes, and approaches that are impacting hospital systems. And we're going to have fun and be informative along the way. So, uh, Reed, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you? Doing really good today. Doing really good today. Um, Looking forward to our fourth episode. Number four. Well, that's, uh, we're a month in. Can you believe it? Um, when we first started, we didn't think we were going to be do- be able to do this weekly, but it looks like we are. At least for now. So we, we need some folks to start giving us some topics because at some point we're probably going to run out of things that you and I can uh, uh, drum up. Plus, it would be wonderful to do some things that, that obviously people have an interest in. So whether that's going deeper on a topic we've already discussed uh, a derivative of a topic we've already discussed, something we have not touched on yet. And, and you and I obviously have a, have a good list going uh, in a working document, but, but still would love to hear from some folks and have been nice enough to get a few emails and messages through LinkedIn and stuff like that. So we appreciate that. I love that. Um, maybe we can even turn on comments on our website. Reed, what do you think? We should do that. Yeah, we absolutely so should too. do that. And, and why don't we plug the website since, you know, people listening might want to know where it's at. Yes, touchpointpodcast.com. That's where we keep all the show notes. Anytime you hear us reference uh, that we will post or you can find uh, some resource that we mentioned in the show notes, that is the place to go. Cool. Very cool. Tell people who you are. I'm the same person I was last week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter is probably the easiest place, uh, at Reed Smith. That's with two E's. You can obviously connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, and all those uh, fun places out there. Uh, as far as web and blogging, uh, you can navigate over to socialhealthinstitute.com, socialhealthinstitute.com. And of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Touchpoint Podcast. So plenty of ways to uh, track me down. I spend my days and weeks and hours working with hospitals and healthcare systems across the country on all things digital and social. And for those that don't know me, I'm Chris Boyer. And just like Reed, you can find me online at, at Chris Boyer. Probably a good way to reach me is on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, my website's ChristopherBoyer.com. And just like Reed, I also spend my time across the country working with hospitals and health systems and health IT, health services companies on uh, digital uh patient experience strategies, you know, social media, a variety of different topics. So um, this is something near and dear to our hearts. And that's why we're, we decided we're going to do a podcast. And today's topic is one that actually is, I think, very, very important. And um, Reed and I have been talking about this for many, many years. Reed, you want to tell people what we're going to talk about today? We are talking about the ever-elusive CRM. Customer relationship management, what it is, what it's not, uh, and all things in between. 
CRM, Customer Relationship Management, is defined as, quote, all the tools, technologies, and procedures to manage, improve, or facilitate sales, support, and related interactions with customers, prospects, and business partners throughout the enterprise. So um, that's kind of a really big definition. Reed, do you agree with uh, kind of how they, they define that? Uh, I do. Um, you know, I probably would add some more components to that. I, I know it says sales support and related interactions. Um, I think for hospitals, uh, because we don't, we don't do sales in the traditional sense. Um, I mean, I, I know we do. I know there are certain things that you market, and it's more of a transactional piece there. But so much of what, what hospitals uh, do online is relationship and trust building. Um, I think that support and related interactions or the relationships that you have with customers, patients, uh, it says customers, prospects, and business partners. So in this, you know, if you kind of equate that to, to hospitals, you've got patients, potential patients, caregivers, um, you know, your own physicians, referring physicians, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think this definition kind of illustrates um, one of the common misconceptions about CRM is that it's a, a marketing and, and sales tool, right? It's uh, in, in many in many industries, they kind of use that as a way to do demand generation. Sure. What we're finding in the industries and in the healthcare industry specifically is that CRM is a very powerful tool for that for managing the ongoing interactions with patients, with potential patients, with family members, with and and physicians and these other audience types, so that you can actually start to manage that overall communication through the uh, through the care cycle, and and so I think that's one of the big differentiators that also is to some of the audience that might be listening in, might be elusive to them because they're not, that's a harder thing to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that all goes back to why do you want a CRM or, or what are you, what are you trying to accomplish as an organization? Well, let's, let's, let's take the time machine back a little bit to when you and I first got to know each other. And, you know, I, I was working in a hospital system. You were working with a number of systems at that time in the Texas hospital association. And, you know, back then, maybe about eight, nine, 10 years ago, when, when the mention of CRM came up in, in a hospital setting or a healthcare setting, it typically was applied for that, right? It was used as a way to uh, do targeted listing and targeted list management, you know, focusing a lot back then on how do you uh, input all of your, your, your interaction data, your patient data, and then um, it would bring in market data, data from, um, you know, maybe outside sources like experience, socioeconomic data that they could pull in. And then, um, these CRM vendors would use sort of uh, proprietary propensity models to allow organizations to be able to better, um, you know, run uh, data around what they know about the the DRGs that are that that the patients are using. You know, those those diagnoses that the patients have have been seen for, and map those to potential models in that market to determine where there might be some opportunity to do marketing efforts. Right. Right. And that. 
then they would spit out a marketing list. And typically, they would also provide the ability to help you with direct mail and yeah. start to help it, you it manage was, that. It was a better way to send a postcard. I mean, that was, you know, initially, I mean, really, that's what it was, because, because those were the campaigns that you could that you could manage. And then you started seeing those postcards come with uh, pearls on them, you know, or personalized URLs on them, you know, and so you had some way to bring them to a, a online destination uh, specific to that particular recipient. And, and that was the way you connected the dots back. Uh, but now we've gotten to a place where you know, we're looking at uh, physicians as our referral sources. We're looking at how people are interacting with our website, uh, social properties, um, you know, a little bit of everything and not just us sending somebody, you know, uh, something in the mail. Right, right. Because all these new digital tools came in. Now, the one effective thing about CRMs is if you understand who you're targeting and then you send them something or you you do something to get them to act and then you're able to measure, you would be able to roughly draw, connect the dots between the two. Sure. You know, we'd be able to track downstream revenue and then we can make a correlation between we spent this amount of money on this campaign or this effort. Uh, and we got this amount of downstream revenue or, or margin out of it. Exactly, exactly. And then, like you said, right, with the introduction of pearls, with the inter- inter- starting to introduce digital touch points in between, not, no longer just offline touch points, but digital touch points, that, w- that would allow organizations to more effectively measure to see if this particular tactic, let's say a postcard, brought people to a website because you could track that directly. That pearl would be a direct match to that postcard and it would say, hey, look, this is very effective. It shows you know, this type of response. And that, and then we see digital start to explode a little bit, in, you know, in the last ten years, and so it became the ability to to track via cookies, via UTM codes. Um, we introduced things like, uh, you know, online forms where we could get people to a site and get them to sign on, sign up online, and then that be able to match that through. And what happened is, is the evolution of the CRM in a hospital setting. Um, started to get where you you're not only able to measure the front end activity and then you know six months later measure it downstream by that patient showing up you're able to start to measure your various different touch points along the way and it used to be a very one-to-one thing right you sent a postcard it was a very linear path and they did or did not take that call to action off that postcard and that's how you looked at that particular campaign. And then now it's like many to one, right? So you're, you're running radio ads uh, with a specific phone number in them uh, that's being tracked, you know, so you, can, so you can tie that back. You've got print ads that maybe have a different phone number for the same campaign. So you know that that phone call came from a print ad versus the radio ad. And then you've got, you know, Google AdWords running and in, in paid social efforts in Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these different places and all these different mechanisms all have trackable uh, calls to action that are all working to one particular campaign. But now you know where they came from. And then ultimately, because this person is connecting with you, you can associate who they are with that action. Um, it's just um, it, it's a way that, um, you know, you can you can really ultimately show the value of what, uh, you know, what it is that you're, you know, the activities that you're doing as, as a marketer. And along with that, the CRM has evolved, right? So now, you know, it was maybe about four years ago, we started seeing marketing automation being utilized in hospital systems. We'll go into marketing automation a lot deeper in another podcast, but the whole point here is the marriage of CRM and marketing automation becomes a way where now 
rather than having to go out and map this out manually and having your, you know, the person running the CRM manually tracking and making sure that they're responding, you know, and intervening and making sure that there's some efficiency along the way, the marketing automation can actually operationalize some of those points in an automatic way through this tool. And two, I, you know, I think that's a huge opportunity because one of the things I heard over and over again when I asked uh, all these marketing leaders, what's your largest, you know, what's your biggest pain point? The pain point everybody has, and they would all say it a little bit different, but exclusively every single person talked about bandwidth, not enough staff, not enough hours in the day, you know, whatever it may be. There's also another type of software that's related very closely to CRM. CRM called PRM or Physician Relationship Management. And I think that's important for us to, to note again, much like marketing automation, it's a related technology. What a PRM is, is designed to do is not only um, understand your physician community and how, how you could build a better relationship with your physician community, but mapped with a CRM can start to measure that patient flow through those maybe voluntary physicians that are not affiliated with your hospital. So what, what, what percentage of maybe the folks that you've worked with historically, clients and otherwise, have a CRM? Some uh, research people have said that 60% of hospitals in the United States have a CRM of some sort. Um, and of course, you know, you have to think about it because the type of CRM is a lot different depending on the hospitals. Many organizations currently have CRMs and they're not getting what they need out of that CRM. And they're looking to maybe shift or change because they're looking to expand the role of CRM in what they're doing now. So they're not getting value out of it or not getting the most value out of it. Whose fault is that? I wouldn't pinpoint, I don't think we could pinpoint on one particular thing. It, it's how the organization maybe historically brought CRM in. CRM comes in through many different ways. It's owned by many different people. I've seen some organizations where it's owned by market research. I've seen some organizations where strategic planning owns the CRM. I've seen some organizations where digital marketing owns the CRM. Um, and uh, others where the chief marketing officer kind of ultimately owns that CRM. What organizations are starting to find is that they need to expand to not just serve marketing or not just serve strategic planning or not just serve um, uh, the market research functions. Now we're looking at organizations that are saying we need to have marketing and patient access and um, foundation and um, population health and all of these other departments to be utilizing a CRM-type tool to manage sort of those interactions and communications. Also, what we're seeing is that the CRM CRMs are starting to evolve significantly in this space. In what way? So we're seeing CRMs now um, uh, having uh, building out some capabilities around clinical interventions, being able to be applied in you know post care management, um, being being used for for population health management. What what's going on now is they're starting to focus in on the stuff that's now that they're engaged with the health system to continue to track those interactions and be able to use that information to better shape their care and feed important information to maybe the clinical care teams so that when you know when any type any time a patient interacts with the health system they can go back to the single source of data and be able to start to understand that this person may have 
been see- being seen for this. Maybe they went to a website to look up this particular thing, and now they're actually picking up the phone to call to make an appointment, or they're or they they may have been a patient and they've gone non-compliant to be able to use CRM now to kind of prompt those those patients to maybe come back and re-engage with their care. You know, you if you think about this, if we unpack this now, right? The multi-departmental impact of CRM, the uh, the additive nature of marketing automation the complementary tools of a PRM, health systems today are kind of like faced with like, wait, what are we going to do? I think, I think very quickly, maybe we can just rattle off people that can actually benefit from the fact that a CRM is in place. I mean, we've talked a lot about marketing and communications. You mentioned the foundation, strategic planning. I heard you mention earlier, uh, market research, you know, et cetera. And organizations are framed a little bit differently. Obviously, anybody in finance, you know, can, can play a role in this. Who else? Well, clinical care management, they can they can use this to actually understand how people are navigating through the care system and, and actually use some of the data to to help guide some of their, their, transform, the, their care transformation efforts. Okay, so um, and that, that includes probably the quality folks. So yeah, that's right, absolutely. Uh, patient access, so you can actually um, provide your call centers with actionable information and 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 be able to actually measure those interactions into your overall CRM, which is an important and often overlooked yep. component of this. Um, if you have, let's say, uh, employer relationships or B two B, because that will give them some insight. You know, particularly like for an employer group, if you're if you have like occupational health or employee wellness programs that your hospital is doing, your CRM can help provide some valuable uh, information to uh, those businesses about that their employee population accordingly. Pop Health, if you think about it, they're they're they very very much focus on ensuring their their understanding where those risky at risk populations are and being able to respond to them accordingly. So we're seeing more and more of the population health teams, community health teams, start to be part of these conversations, and that's an important part of this because then you can start to track and intervene with these at risk populations in in the appropriate ways to support their goals. Where does where does this reside within the organization? Every organization is a little different, right? I think ultimately my belief is that wherever patient experience reports up to that CRM should be a component of the patient experience approach. What, 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 what is news? All right, welcome back to our uh, segment called What's News. And so we've been talking about CRM and Chris and I spent a lot of time kind of diving into who owns it and where does it go and what is it and different use cases um, some of the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and now we've, we've got an article here from customerthink.com. And the title of the article, again, we'll put it in the show notes, but the title of the article is The Top Reasons CRM Fails. Now, this is, this is not um, a healthcare-specific article, but you know, feel like that the, uh, the points mentioned here, I believe there's uh, eight of them specifically, uh, probably go across industry. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is, you know, specific to any any one. So, we can go through these. I'll rattle through them just real quick and then we can kind of circle back. But uh, number 1, you've got poor objectives. 2, 
poor CRM strategy, three, scope creep, four, user adoption, five, poor business process design, uh, six, missing executive sponsorship, seven, lack of systemic predictable project execution, and finally, uh, number eight, lack of continuous process improvement. So I think there's probably some overlap between some of these sure. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a couple of things thematically in here. Um, yeah, w- w- which one sticks out to you as far as a, a, a major tripping point, I guess, for organizations? Well, I think they all hit on major major points. So the first three, poor objectives, poor CRM strategy, and scope creep. That relates to um, you know the fact that you do need to create those business requirements up front. You do need to spend time understanding what your application is going to be. You do need to understand who's going to be involved with this. You do need um, and be utilizing it. Um, and you do need to uh, kind of map that out very specifically to the objectives and, and do it in like a three to five year plan. I think the, that those three together can kind of fall together. A good CRM strategy has all of those components built into it. That's more, more, maybe more like the business case. The one thing I want to touch on is the scope creep part of it, right? Scope creep talks about the fact that um, you know you get started and then all of a sudden someone else is like, oh, I could use that or I could use that. You want to try to do your best to be as comprehensive as possible, but also understand that not everyone's going to get CRM uh, right away. Right? right. So you want to you want to start to prioritize and map out your strategies accordingly, um, so that um, you know potentially maybe first marketing um, and strategic planning can have the biggest impact for CRM, and then you could say you know and in year two we're going to roll in the foundation into this. Year three we're going to roll in you know population health what what have you. So that way it it, it tries to kind of curtails that because it, it is indeed right. If you don't have it very clearly defined what your roadmap is for implementation, you're going to fail every time. Well, and what the objectives are. So going back to the strategy, right? It's so because you're going to get a ton of people in the room uh, that all of a sudden are going to go, um, hey, have we ever thought about, you know, and it's like, yes, yes, we have. You know, so ha- having that roadmap and having the, you know, Got it. That's a great idea. However, this is what we're doing right now. You know, we're sticking with what's mission critical. This is our, our, you know, our date that whatever's going live. And this is what the objective of that is. Those things are great ideas. I'm going to put those over here on this list. And as we get around to your organization, your department, your, um, you know, part of the organization, even, um, you know, we'll, we'll address those things or look at those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's really important. And you want to build a strategy that also can can accommodate for, you know, the ability of something new two years down the road or one year down the road may come up, right? You have to build a strategy and an approach that you can regularly check in and update that strategy as it goes, right? You can't just build it and that's what it's going to be for five years. So that, that'll that help to address that. And, you know, one organization may suddenly acquire a bunch of urgent care centers or something like that, and then suddenly their, their CRM strategy may shift. Your strategy, your objectives has to be able to be flexible enough to, to, um, to address that. I think the one that really jumps out to me, um, and it doesn't have anything to do with CRM necessarily. I think this is probably something that fits a number of initiatives. 
um, that not just marketing would want to do, but anybody within the organization would want to do, but it's missing executive sponsorship. You know, it's funny, I, you, know, you know, I always make the joke that it's like, you know, if the CEO wants to do it, it'll happen, you know, kind of a deal. Everybody will get on board, right? So even if it's just a philosophical thing, uh, you know, I think, you know, you've got to have your business case uh, put together for even your internal communications. So to even sell this internally or to go to the CEO or whoever the executive sponsor may be um, or that you would like it to be, um, you know, if you can get them to buy in, that's great. If you're trying to drive this from the bottom up, the middle up, you know, wherever you are within the organization, so to speak, uh, on the org chart, it's going to be, you know, a tougher road than it being filtered down you know, from the top. Mm-hmm. So having that executive sponsorship um, and, you know, they, they talk about steering committees and project teams and all that kind of stuff, right. you know, having other advocates within the organization is, is a huge benefit. Again, has nothing to do with CRM, just initiatives in general. You know, you want to unblock access to social media or whatever it is, having folks in HR and compliance and legal and operations and clinical, um, you know, is, is a big deal and that helps. It helps go a long way. You're not, you're not trying to fight the battle alone, you know. Well, related to that too, right, is having that team like the, the CRM steering committee, although I hate the concept of committees in hospitals, knowing, you know, that it's usually death by committee. But, um, you know, having that sort of that core team working on ensuring that not only the CRM is being implemented correctly, is being utilized correctly, it's continuing advocating for the usage of CRM in an effective way. It's the, these people can become like the stakeholders of the CRM team. And usually that, that, team is best served if they're cross-departmental, right? Absolutely. So they could be, could be someone from, you know, physician liaison, someone from marketing, someone from strategic planning, whatever. But what their whole point here is, is to ensure that the, the investment into the CRM is an enterprise-wide investment. It's continually growing and, and, and adapting to the business models and is identifying opportunities where maybe it can grow into in, you know, two or three years. The one other thing too, poor process, business process design. I, I just want to cue in on something that in the first sentence of that, of that article, it said, on average, businesses change their strategies and operations every 20 months, but only change their business processes every four to five years. So the big thing here is is that realize that this isn't a mar- this isn't like a marathon, right? You're not getting a CRM. It's not like the epic journey. You're not you don't get a CRM and then 7 years later it's finally implemented and done and blah 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 and you're finally hit the goals and you're all good. This thing changes all the time. And so you have to make sure you care and feed for your CRM as it grows so that you can you can constantly adjust the CRM technology the processes to use that CRM and the people that use that CRM, they could change constantly with the business changes. I think the only thing that's consistent with the CRM is the data. Everything else changes. Well, and even to that point, you know, with, with the very nature of what we're talking about, which is technology, whether that's the CRM technology or all the technology that feeds into it, there's going to be more of it. There's, it's going to change um, continually. You know, so Facebook is going to change the way it operates and then Google AdWords is going to update something and then there's going to be something we've never heard of come out next. And then, you know, marketing automation is going to take a step, um, you know, whatever it may be. So you've got to be you know malleable to that to that extent. And, and the technology, you know, it's part of your business specs, but, you know, the technology has got to be able to move with it. So. 
Yeah, exactly. I think I would add, if anything, I would add a number nine to this list. And that's, there is no one technology to solve it all. A lot of organizations I work with say, okay, well, what's the, what's the best CRM? Or what's the best CRM marketing automation PRM platform out there? Mm-hmm. What's the best one? And the answer is, is there isn't just one. There may be, in fact, in complex organizations, there may be uh, situations where you have multiple CRMs, you have you know, a, a different marketing automation tool that's not done by the CRM vendor, maybe even a different PRM software. Um, the, the trick here is, is you know, you're not going to get that one perfect thing to, to, to the silver bullet. It's, it, CRM is not a silver bullet. It's an investment in a future approach in change management and measuring the effectiveness of what you're doing. So um, that's the only thing that I would probably say is missing from this particular article. So a really good article, uh, worth checking out. It was written just uh, a week or so ago, so it's it's uh, recent, up-to-date stuff. Be sure to go check out the full article. Again, it'll be in the show notes. Touch point, touch counterpoint. There are two sides to every story. Ready, Fight! All right. Welcome to the touch point, touch counterpoint part. This is the part where Reed and I face off on a particular, uh, you know, particular position on our topic of CRM today, um, and loosely based on um, debate tactics, we are going to take extreme sides of the argument and argue uh, for or against uh, this particular position, whether we agree to it or not. Reed, I have to say, every time I do this, it's it's a heck of a lot of fun. Are you enjoying doing this? Yeah, this is awesome. I've got one, one, one point, though, before we get started, which is, okay, so we call this touch point, touch counterpoint. Why is it not touch point, counter touch point? That could be that could be a good topic for whatever this section of the podcast is called. Um, I was always thinking of the point counterpoint, and then I just added touch to the beginning of that. I guess I guess you're right. We could call it touch point counter touch point, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a tongue twister. Maybe I'm just trying to make it tongue twister. It doesn't matter. I don't have to actually say <laughs> it, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. All right. So today, our topic um, or our our touch point, touch counterpoint argument is: Should or does every hospital need a CRM? Every so every what, hospital does every hospital need a CRM, regardless of size, regardless of who they are. You know, like that ten hospital rural hospital, ten bed rural hospital. Um, all the way up to a large, you know, large integrated uh, multi-state health network. Okay, no, um, no, okay, no, they, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and start. <laughs> um, so to your point, I, I live down here in Texas. We have a fair amount of uh, critical access hospitals around the state. Uh, they do not need a CRM in the traditional sense of a piece of technology. Well, are we talking just about the technology? Because then I would agree with you that um, a CRM technology, or at least, you know, one of these CRMs that cost, you know, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to, to manage it, they probably don't need, but do they need 
sort of the philosophy or the principles or at least something to start to measure the effectiveness? And I would say categorically, yes. Every organization, every hospital across this country does need a CRM type application that they can manage the effectiveness of what they're doing. Mm, Again, I'm going back to like the seven bed critical access facility out in West Texas. They, they know all 217 people in town. You know, I just, I can't, there, there is enough people in that organization or there's not enough people in that organization that, that, that they have time to do anything but just take what comes through the door. Well, I would actually politely disagree with you on that because I think that a CRM is more than just, you know, like as we talked about, generating demand, bringing people in. A CRM is actually a tool that you can use to effectively manage the way you're communicating with them. And while, you know, in your this extreme case of the 17 hospital, 217 person town, I still think that as an organization, it's very important for you to be able to measure the effectiveness of how you're interacting with them. And a CRM, it could be a very light implementation of a CRM. It could be an Excel spreadsheet. It could be a Word document. But in the very least, you do need to measure what you're doing, and therefore you need to apply CRM-like principles. There's no upside. I mean, they're they're getting government dollars, right, for the doors to stay open. Then they're providing a very ex- specific service to a community that's that's underserved, right? So I mean, they're they're doing something very very specific for a very defined population. Maybe they're maybe they're out in the middle of nowhere, but there's a highway that comes through there, so there needs to be some level of healthcare or something like that. Um, there's just there's just no real upside for the effort and the energy that it's going to take uh, to actually run the program. Well, I would actually say that they probably are already measuring the effectiveness of the care that they provide. And alongside with that, they're, they are measuring the type of communication that, that they are doing to help implement that care. And they're using that. Um, most, most hospitals, I would say maybe all hospitals, practice evidence-based medicine. What CRM really tries to further is evidence-based communications, which is a complement and a corollary. You can't you can't separate the wheat from the chaff on this one, man. You're doing it. Um, you may not be thinking of it as like a CRM application, but you are actually measuring the effectiveness of how you're communicating. And extreme examples aside, let's you know that is a very small subset of hospitals. You cannot take that as a as a rule of thumb. If you're maybe a, a, a slightly larger and even larger hospital, you have to measure what you're doing, or else how do you know what you're doing is working? I think you know what you're doing is working by the fact that patients continue to show up. You, you hear about it at Rotary meeting. You hear about it at uh, church. You hear, you know, you get plenty of feedback uh, in these small communities. Or, you know, and I'm not even talking about, you know, the seven bed facility. Uh, you know, it may be the 53 bed facility. Um, I mean, you get plenty of feedback as it is. Look, uh, you know, you may. You may be hearing about it and, you know, anecdotally saying, you know, it's just going to work. But, you know, hope is not a strategy, my friend. You're a business. You're operating as a business. You're getting monies. You have to take care and make sure that you're being a good steward. And what's to say that 
a large health system may come in and plop an ambulatory surgery center or you know a fast care center right in your the neck of your hospital uh, right in the neck of that small community and all of a sudden you're going to have to start worrying about it you might as well start measuring it now might as well start using at least some of the principles right now of CRM to be able to ensure and 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 defend yourself against these imminent threats hope is not a strategy All right, everybody, I'm going to pause the podcast right here. Let everybody tweet that out with Chris's name associated to it. I'm pretty sure that came off of a coffee mug. Hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm honestly, I'm running out of arguments here on why you don't need a CRM. (laughs) Well, right. I mean, I think fundamentally, when you think about a CRM, right, uh, I guess we should call scene, right? Um, when we think about a CRM in in this particular case, it, a lot of people go to these, you know, huge CRM systems, these huge software applications. And, you know, a CRM, it's, it's really CRM is not just the technology. It's the processes. It's the approach. It's the people. It's being able to measure the effectiveness of how you're communicating. Um, and that's really fundamentally, it was easy for me to argue that people that hospitals need that because I think everyone does. Um, I, you know, even me myself, I, I have to measure somehow how, you know, how quickly I respond to an email or, you know, I haven't talked to my friend in a while. I'm running an internal CRM, so to speak at times, right. To make sure that I'm, I'm being effective with my communication. What do you think, Reed? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, to your point, everybody's doing it to some degree, uh, they don't realize they're doing it, and then maybe not doing a good job, at least of you know tracking it. Um, but to some degree, you know, even if it's in your head, you think this person that works for me, you know, doesn't respond to my emails as quickly as I'd like for them to. Um, you know, you, you run through all these checks and balances basically in your daily life. To your point, so uh, we do it at work. Uh, we just don't realize it. You know, there's just now tools out there to help us, you know, be more consistent with that and actually, you know, have a measurable outcome based on the actions that we do. So, yeah. And just so you know, I didn't come up with hope is not a strategy. Just saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a saying. So I just heard that a long time ago. Anyway. All right. Well, good touch point, touch counterpoint. Do you, how do you guys feel? Do you guys feel, uh, I, uh, you know, I know that there's some people out there that, that might feel they don't need a CRM. We'd love to hear from you and, and know um, why you feel that way. You know, we'd love to share that. All right, we're back with the Ask the Expert segment of the podcast. Uh, I'm lucky enough today to have Justin Rodriguez uh, with me. Justin, thanks for thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Thanks for having me, Reed. Justin and I have known each other for, gosh, it's going on probably the better part of a decade now, it seems like. Um, and at the time, you were with Christus Health. But why don't you give everybody a little bit of a background uh, on yourself, uh, where you've been, what you've done uh, relative to CRM? Yeah, thanks, Reed. Uh, so, um, Justin Rodriguez, I'm a uh, digital CRM marketing strategist and consultant. Uh, worked for uh, small and large hospital uh, companies across the United States uh, at for, on the for-profit and non-for-profit world. Started off in a small family practice in the uh, hill country of Texas to uh, ending, up, ending up with one of the largest uh, for-profit healthcare systems in the United States. 
and in between that time have gone and done uh, marketing, CRM, and also mergers and acquisitions, uh, business development work, and kind of investment analysis. So kind of gone through the whole gamut of administration to data. Awesome. Very, very cool. I, yeah, I mean, you, you've seen obviously way more change than I have uh, over the last 10 years, especially relative to this particular topic. What is kind of your recommendation on, on how someone starts this journey? Yeah. So uh, one of the first things is really examining where they are uh, in the basics of actual marketing. Uh, can they do a uh, strategic campaign from conception to actual execution? If they have that down first and foremost, then the CRM utilization can be a lot easier. If they don't have that you know, first basic 101, can I do marketing right now, CRM will, won't magically make it work. Uh, you won't magically get the kind of results and utilization and ROI if you don't have the, that first kind of tenant at the very beginning. But one of the other things that they can do in try to, trying to get CRM up and running uh, and utilizing their organizations is making sure that they both focus on enough time of measuring and setting uh, KPIs with their finance or accounting teams. I've seen many uh, times in the implementations that I've done where an organization doesn't do that first and foremost, and then they wind up having to go back to ask finance, is this ROI okay? And that winds up being kind of a big disaster because everyone has different conceptions uh, or you know perceptions about what good metrics are. The third uh, and probably most, you know, as important as, as getting KPIs and making sure that you have marketing strategy is your data. You want to make sure that you understand your data very, very well at the very beginning of implementation. Many times uh, organizations start in CRM implementation that have never looked at their data before. Uh, and they wind up seeing a lot of skeletons in the closet, especially if they're larger healthcare corporations where they have many disparate systems. Everything from you know Epic and Cerner and McKesson and uh, DocuTap, uh, Advantix, Rieslink, all these different companies uh, store and utilize data in different ways. If they understand their data first and foremost with their IT data teams, then they can have a much more successful CRM implementation of getting a true uh, a 360-degree view of the consumer and really getting down to who this person is, and then hopefully building loyalty in the future with the aid of a CRM system. Yeah, well, what can we expect? You know, what's coming down the pipeline? Well, I think you're going to see the advent of kind of utilization of uh, other marketing technologies, such as marketing automation, uh, utilization of digital DNA on the consumer, some other technologies that are being developed uh, out there in the healthcare you know, startup industry of really trying to hone in on, you know, really who is Joe, John Smith from a patient 360-degree view and adding those components, technology components, onto, onto CRM systems. And then also utilizing other uh, data sources, not just the third-party national databases uh, such as the Epsilons or the Wondermans or, you know, um, those sorts. But I think you're going to be seeing more of where can we get data from other uh, sources such as Google or Facebook, you know, the underlying clicks of a, of a person and kind of that digital DNA of a person. I think that's what you're going to see uh, coming in the future. Man, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Uh, Justin Rodriguez, you can find him on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll obviously link and put contact information in the show notes. Uh, and may even uh, have Justin back in the future to talk, uh, talk a little bit more about CRM because this is uh, 
a fairly robust topic. So we appreciate your time and um, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Reed. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, we're wrapping up uh, episode four. It was a really good uh, conversation, Reed, and I honestly think we probably could have talked all afternoon about this, you know, and, but I don't think many people would take to a four hour podcast about CRM. I think we're going to have to break into pieces of this and maybe even uh, uh, cover certain topics and ideas. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think so. I, it was, whether it was our conversation, my conversation with Justin, it, it, there was a hard way, a hard place trying to figure out where to stop. You know, it, you, you just kind of keep going. It just kind of keeps going and going and going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, scratching the surface of such a complex topic is just always so hard to do, you know? So anyway, really great conversation. Um, even our, our touch point, touch counterpoint was pretty, pretty heated there for a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So we're coming, coming up on the end. And usually what we do is we end with recommendations and we also talk briefly about what's new, what we're going to be doing new. Reed, um, why don't you share with people some of the things that you're going to be doing new first, and I'll do my new, and then we'll jump into our recommendation. Sure. So uh, a couple things coming up. Uh, first will be, I'll be at South by Southwest, uh, the interactive festival portion of that, obviously. Uh, that is March the 10th through the 15th. So if you're going to be in Austin, if you're going to be at South by, let me know. Uh, just ping me on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to hear, uh, love to hear from you. Um, after that, I've got a com- uh, WebEx with the Mayo Clinic, where I'll be talking about some of the research uh, that I've done and, and you know mentioned on the last couple of podcasts. And then finally, uh, just confirmed, I'm not sure if it's actually on their website yet, but I will link to it if it is, or we'll start linking to it when it is. But I'll be speaking... In April, I believe it is, uh, at the HFMA uh, Lone Star chapter at their uh, spring conference. What does HFMA stand for? Healthcare Financial Management Association. Wow. So, bunch of CFOs. Huh? Bunch of CFOs that, uh, um, yeah. So, I'll get to talk about marketing in between stuff like revenue cycle and like bad debt collection. So, um, Awesome. Yeah, I'm like the comedian. <laughs> the the comic relief exactly. the, uh, conference, exactly. so to speak, right? Exactly. But that'll be up in Dallas or in the DFW area in uh, in April. My my I only have one speaking gig. I've talked about it before, but I'm speaking at the Forum for Healthcare Strategist or the Healthcare Marketing uh, and Physician Strategy Summit. I keep forgetting what there is. That's down in Austin, your neck of the woods, Reed. You're going to be there. Um, we're thinking about doing a live podcast from there, which should be fun. Yes. Um, maybe we can get some people together. We'll do, you know, maybe even some uh, have a, a real life uh, touch counterpoint argument from people in the room. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that be, might be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. And that's in early part of May, um, May 8th through the 10th. So looking forward to that. All right, Reed, let's end it with our recommendations. Uh, Go ahead and start. You could start with your recommendation. What you got? I'm going to do a book this week uh, by a guy named Tim Brown. Uh, Many may have heard of him. He's a uh, uh, kind of a famous design guy. Anyway, he, he has a book he wrote uh, several years ago now. I still think it's pretty relevant. It actually kind of dovetails nicely into what we've talked about today, but it's called Change by Design, How Design Thinking Transforms Organizations and Inspires Innovation. Uh, 
So really cool book. Uh, he's worked on a lot of really interesting projects through the years. I would be, uh, um, I would you know, encourage you to check it out. We'll have a link uh, to the book in the, in the show notes. Excellent. Excellent. That's really cool. I actually was thinking a future topic of a conversation could be design thinking. I think that's a really important and interesting conversation to have. Um, my recommendation is actually a newsletter that I get that actually links me through to a blog about content marketing. It's called the Contently, contently.com. Um, if, you've, if you can go there and you can just drive into their blog. Uh, they are an organization that spends a lot of time doing content marketing. They, they focus primarily in the UK and Europe, but they have some really great concepts about content marketing. Content marketing in and of itself is very tricky and very hard to, to uh, you know, get into, and a lot of organizations kind of struggle with this. They're not healthcare specific, but what they do is they um, kind of break down content marketing into some very good, discrete concepts and ideas. They have a great newsletter that comes out every week, um, and usually it, it, it just you know it's it always ins- inspires me and it makes me think differently and it, and it shares great examples from other industries. Very cool. All right, Reed. Okay, let's uh, put a pin on this one and call it episode number four. All done here. Con- customer relationship management, and I'm having a lot of fun doing this, Reed. I hope you are. This is awesome. It is awesome. Lots and lots of fun. He is Chris Boyer. I'm Reed Smith. Find us on Twitter or at touchpointpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us. Till next week. Bye. Bye.